Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Mivzal Malik and I am from Astro Radio News. Today, I have got three special guests in the studio with me to tell me their story of what happened in the recent KL Marathon. You guys can't see it, but on my left, I have Hazik Daniel. In the middle, I have Afi Zatul. Please correct me if I'm saying that wrong. And on my right, I have a doctor from KKM. Or HKL, Dr. Nuvar Mikhail. Welcome to the show, guys. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, everyone's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, our, our topic today is actually quite serious, but I want to try to make it casual and fun. Can we do that, guys? Yeah. yeah sure. Yes, let's do it. Okay, let's go. So, Hazik and... Can I call you Afi? Yeah, sure. Hazik and Afi, the both of you recently joined the KL Marathon. Uh, the 10k race, correct? Yep. And uh, your photos from the from the cheer zone, the last 500 meters, went relatively viral on social media. Yeah. For its specific reason. Anyway, but before we get into that, I want to warm you guys up. That's okay. Um, can you tell me, the both of you, how long have you guys been running or running seriously? I'm just about two years, but before that, I'm a cyclist. So mm. um, I'm get into running because it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it is. You're not wrong. That is it's true. true right? <laughs> it's cheaper. You just get a, a pair of shoes and you're good to go. Then about two years. Then um, when I started running, it's serious. Yeah, that's about two years. I've been seriously running, and my last uh, event was in Kaltra, right? Yeah, I got podium and that. Oh wow! Congrats, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's crazy. Podium yeah, is crazy. Yeah, last time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a while, uh, So I'm not back to back, uh. mm. It's exciting for me. So it's uh, exciting to me also because I'm pacing two people that uh, close to me. So it's quite important to me. Besides, it's Hari Raya for her runners, right? Yeah, yeah, you do it for the community. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What about you, Afi? Okay, so for me, uh, I've started running since 2018 actually, since my study days. But I then started joining the community. I would say that's, that's when I started running seriously. It was back in 2019. I think that's that was my first year joining KL Standard Shattered Marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then COVID. And then after COVID, uh, I started joining like more seriously into the community. That's when th- things get more serious. Lah. I think 2020, 2021, yeah. Oh, you, so you got serious during the the, the peak of COVID? Mm, Is it? I would say that because like, like before COVID, I registered for so many races for that year, yeah. and then it's COVID, and then all the events cancelled, and then like after COVID, started to build up again. Ah, mm, mm. mm. Uh, what was your previous event before KL Marathon? Actually, it was Cameron Night Run. How many kilos was that? Uh, it was just five km. Just, just one to do timing at the like very cold temperature. It was, it, it went good. Like got twenty nine minutes for five k that time. Oh. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, impressive. Mm. What about you, Hazik? My what? Your previous uh, event? It was, was it the same thing? No, it's a Cameron. I'm Ultra. Uh, Cameron Ultra. Ah, okay, mm. fam, fam. The difference is, uh, he went into like trail races. I. Went into road races, mm. Cameron mm. is a road race, and mm. and and this culture is definitely more difficult, right? 
Mm, I think so. <laughs> I will say more technical lah. Yeah, more technical, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. The both of you, since you are regular runners, correct? Um, so you're advised or encouraged lah to commit to a minimum of six months of proper training before running a marathon. And you, Hazik, you mentioned on your Instagram that you aim for a sub 60 time. So for those of you listening who don't know what sub means or sub 60 means. So in running terms at least sub means under. So the both of them aim for a time under 60 minutes. So the both of you I assume that you had some training together, right? Mm, yeah. More or less. Yeah. Okay. How were your preparations going to into this KL Marathon 10k race to achieve that sub 60 target? Yeah. I I've been asked about 6 months before like uh You've been advised to have a proper training yeah. uh, six months prior to the race. Uh, but when she asked me about that, um, I asked, I'm just sleep. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Six months is a long time. It is. Uh, It is. We don't target for the like very, very specific race because we are not pro, right? We're just uh, regular runners. Yeah. We just enjoy running. So... We did just easy, easy thing, community running, and oh, sometimes nothing, nothing serious, lah. Nothing serious, but prior to the race, we did uh, two or three months like that. We getting uh, the more serious, more yeah, serious more into serious the training, into training lah. Because training. like for me, uh, during I think around around from since the early of the year, I make sure my base is quite strong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, for base running, right? For more easy run, more mileage, just for my body to get ready. Like the higher intensity when you run, mm. yeah. So mm. I think my training block, like specific, ah, uh, before the race, I think the race is in September, thirty September. My training block was for twelve weeks, one training block lah, basically. But prior to the twelve week, I make sure my base is strong, mm, more mileage. I clock in high mileage lah before that. Yep, just more oh. easy run. Okay, so Dr. Nuvai, clearly, she had, I would say that's proper training, right? Mm, yeah, but I do, but. Uh, disclaimer: I didn't follow it religiously, lah, because I need to accommodate my working time because ah, there's yeah, there's yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So I just adjust adjust accordingly. Okay, Doctor Nuvai, was that the right move heading into this race? Mm, it, it depends on what the aim is of the race. For example, if you aim to pace yourself at a certain, you have a certain target that you want to achieve, and then you know that it's more than what you've been, what you're used to be doing, then training should actually be added to whatever routine that you're used to. And what's more important is yes, the training before that, but at the moment of the event itself, at the race, what's more, no matter how well you've trained, even the world's most like professional athletes, right? No matter how well you train. You will reach a certain limit when you're mid competition, and that's when the most important part is to listen to your body at the time. Mm-hmm. Your training may be adequate, but not for the aim that you have set mm-hmm. for yourself during that run. Mm-hmm. You wanted to achieve like sub one hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did the both of you feel throughout the majority of the race, minus the last part of it? For me, actually, I think because it's just an easy run for him, just sub 60, I think it's yeah. easier for him. But for me, uh, actually, majority of the race, like first 7km, it feels good. Legs feel fresh, body feel fresh. Until I know that because the route is the same as last yeah, year. Yeah, it is. So yeah. at the camp 7, I know it will it will be like a bit of hill at Jalan Parlimen. So I, uh, maybe my mistake was 
I want to make some, I want to keep some buffer for that hill. So I run like quite faster at the first 7km because my body feels good. Mm. And then at the hills, I just feel tired, but I didn't know that that is a sign of blackout. Yeah, so I think after 7km, I feel tired and then I still can make it to 8km. I think reaching the mark of KM9, um, that's when I don't know what happened. Yep. Mm. She was going pretty fast. Uh, for, for me to actually see her that fast is quite um, shocking for me. But I'm exciting for her too that I'm not going to stop her. That's That was my mistake. Uh. There was uh. an adrenaline rush at that moment. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because because actually, uh, we know that like, regularness, right? We know like we are aiming for sub-60. You know what what pace you should maintain. But then I going like faster than that. I should maintain around like 550, 545 to 550 is good enough actually. But then I went to 530, 520. That's when that's when runners should know you should just uh, maintain to your targeted pace. You shouldn't go beyond that because uh, your body actually didn't prepare for that. All the speed works just ready for sub-60, not sub-55 or sub-50. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that you, was the mistake. Uh. You were ahead of your target, actually. Yeah, I was. I was ahead of my target. How many minutes? Um, at nine kilometer like that. Before the, I I can see the five hundred signs. Mm. That was fifty three. Yeah, that was much much ahead of my target. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So there was a big gap. Uh. Mm. So, so you got I a bit excited at that point. I you think I think so. Yeah. You want to go for a better target, one that you did not train for. Mm, yeah. yeah. Moving the goalpost is at those at the last uh. minute. Moving the goalposts, and this is what happens, lah. What I'm about to show you right now is you at the last 500 meters, and I just want you to really look at these photos, lah, and like. Try to think back, mm-hmm. whatever that you remember, whatever you recall, mm-hmm. what were the emotions mm. going into this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would laugh. I, I, this is supposed to be a serious conversation. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh. Damn. Yeah, but what, yeah. What, what, what's, what, what's going through your mind if you remember here? This was just bef- right, right before the tunnel, is it? Right. Uh, from this view, you can see the 500 meter sign. Yep, because mm. the last moment that I remember was um, okay, uh, running down downhill downwards Masjid Negara. Mm. That was the last moment. I don't think I can remember anything at this time. So you were you were absolutely, would you say you're unconscious, not conscious? Yeah, probably losing conscious at that point already yep, yep. at the time. Mm. So that's why the uh, memory of that time is a bit. Blurry. Yeah. Yeah, but you said before that you felt a bit tired. Tired, yeah, more tired than tired. usual. Ah, uh, yeah, more tired than usual. Yeah. But that, but uh, I was I thought that was such like, oh maybe because this is like much reaching the f- the finishing line. Yeah, and also you know that you're pushing faster than what yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be mm. doing. But yeah. I I I walk a bit right before. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I stopped for a. I, I didn't run like throughout the course lah. I think after seven km at camp, I walk a bit just to like take a breath. Huh? Take a yeah. breath. Yeah. Hazik, I want to ask you this actually. When you, when when you're seeing Afi like this, right? What is going through your head right now in this photo? I'm I, I'm trying to encourage her like spirit. I'm trying to whisper something that will, macam, bagi her semangat lah. Uh-huh. So macam, I know that if your spirit is, uh, uh, somehow or somehow, I just believe it. Like somehow, if you have the soul to waken up, like that you will. But <laughs> she did not. But 
after that the after we carry her to uh, tepi kan so chill that zone. yeah to to the chill zone that was like memang dia tak sedar apa langsung ah so did you all so, reach the finish line did no, you, no. You, no you you went to the chill zone instead <coughs> that, that doesn't matter anymore because she's what's your mother that said i thought that was la. yeah mm-hmm. there's no point okay i want to show you one last photo because you got a few people helping you out this yeah. is quite this is yeah. quite the, the photo actually hazik la hazik at this moment clearly there's, there's a lot of panic in your face kan yeah as you can see there, did you did you feel regret doing what pushing her too hard ka but did you feel any regret oh like moment? i said i didn't push her i pace her that's all her doing uh when i when I at the hill mm. um she 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 uh she stop right she mm-hmm. stop then i stop after she goes again then i go so you are on command to her order ah uh, i just macam kalau dia nak um going faster then i can pace her but i'm making sure so uh they cannot macam bila dah macam gila the adrenaline rush she cannot macam tahu dah apa benda what's going on uh, so like after that lah and uh, ahad so i keep going i keep bagi tahu dekat tira so macam oh we sempat lagi we sempat lagi oh say this is a buffer this is a good gap i keep reminding that that's uh, my job uh, and to maintain dia punya gel um, air apa semua then what happened in the picture is i could actually carry her alone So what I was thinking in a split second so cha oi kalau aku carry dia ni aku jadi hindustan ni. So so macam I macam just macam dia ajalah dulu kan sebab dia nak macam rehat. So sebab tu dia tengah line kan. So macam bi sikit lagi bi sikit lagi depan tu ada kawan ni. Depan tu dekat cheer zone ada kawan. So macam I'm excited macam untuk dia I didn't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, excited lah untuk macam kawan-kawan tengok dia. She did that and benda tu kan. So, after that, tiba ada lagi dua orang. So, macam mm. kalau dia nak carry pun, oh, okay, jom carry. Macam <laughs> lah. But it's actually memang sangat cemas lah waktu tu. Yeah. So, oh. I was worried. Okay, Dr. Nuvai, when you see this photo, right? Mm-hmm. What's actually going on with her at this moment? Well, judging from the photos that you showed me, not just this one and... Mm. Um, her recollection of what happened mm-hmm. um, it could be anything actually um, because mm-hmm. not just in marathons in a lot of competitive sports or even just your daily practice or whatever sport you're doing right you can get complications like what she's having right now it could based on that picture alone you could tell either it's like heat stroke or um, a complication of that rhabdomyolysis or basically a patient yang hypoglycemic and hypotensive which is what happened to her so these are the common uh, complications of any sport mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if you push yourself a bit too much mm. you know if you, it's like a strenuous activity that you're not used to mm-hmm. you're very prone to do to to get yourself caught in this kind of mm. injuries or illnesses yeah okay um I know I previously mentioned um, that you're advised to commit to six months mm-hmm. minimum of training before a race. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when it comes to sports, no matter how much you train and prepare in general for a race, regardless, 
anything can happen once they blow the whistle, once they flag you off. Yep. Anything mm-hmm. that is destined to happen will happen, no matter what. On the contrary, there is a growing trend that I observe of people participating in marathons, 10Ks, any um, f- these physical sports, right? Without training or the proper training. So, the both of you, I understand, are part of a running crew, mm-hmm. which makes you regular runners and thus you have muscle memory. So, what is your opinion on this or advice that you give to these participants? I will, I, I will ask you too, <coughs> but let's get an an athlete's perspective first. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with Hazik. Without proper training, you can actually go into the event just for the sake of event. Don't push yourself. Uh, like people that have a proper training, so you don't push yourself at the same stage as them. So it's actually when people like make content of them, you know, joining half of full marathons. Mm. Would you actually advise against that, or would you like this is no this is nothing to worry about? They'll make a cool content, right? Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, they'll make cool content. But uh, for a full marathon, I wouldn't advise for you to... Maybe within the COT, you can do that. It's mm-hmm. uh, seven hours. I think there's no harm in just pace nine. Mm-hmm. You just, I think there's a walk and run, walk and run, walk yeah. and run. If you're, if you're healthy enough for that, uh, if you're feeling healthy, feeling good, I don't think there is a problem. But if you go faster than that, there's a problem. Yes. Hmm. What about you, Afi? Uh, for me, if it's just 5K or 10K, it is still doable for those yang. Yeah. I I mean the SCOT for 10K, PS 10K leisure is 1 hour and 30 minutes. It is still doable for those that unfit. Mm-hmm. But if you are going into, okay, specifically KL Marathon, people were so eager to register for half marathon or full marathon, even yeah. non-runners. So I would not advise people to register and then no proper training. Especially when 42KM, I, I I don't know, at certain, because I read somewhere, at certain distance, uh, it turn up your body turn up your muscle already so instead of you you run to get to get healthy but then you are like uh, get disadvantage from running because of unproper training you are not ready for that so I would not advise running your body's just in shock yes yeah. because you never do that distance in one go like for t- yeah. 42 km one go and then 7 hours is yes uh, you can pass the COT but then again according to research we are the slowest running in the world so if you go like um, overseas punya uh, marathon it wouldn't be 7 hours lah. so for me respect the distance if you re- register for the distance train for that and last but not least, Dr. Nuvai, what do you have to say to these people who join these events for the sake of a trend? I mean, it all boils down to what your intentions are, joining the race, joining the marathon. Um, say you want to join a full half marathon, but you have set a certain limit for yourself, a time limit, like a certain personal record that you want to beat. And you know that you need proper training for that. So you need to set a certain time prior to that to have proper training and also but there's no problem actually joining a half of a full marathon if your your intention is just for um, content creation or something right <laughs> like flexing or I just set for half a full marathon some people do that yeah. but they don't even actually run yeah, right yeah. Mm. but then um, like uh, from a sportsman point of view respect mm. the distance mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's up to them whether they want to adhere to that or not. Yeah. But then, from a healthcare wise, mm-hmm. um, if you really want to push yourself, want to really uh, run at a certain pace for whatever distance marathon, you need to make sure that training is important. Not just mm. training, actually, uh, your diet, yeah. your diet, nutrition, 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 nutrition. Yeah, keep mm. your, rest, yeah, keep your electrolytes mm. and mm. minerals at balance. Um, keep them in check. Rest, yeah, definitely. You gotta have proper rest for like months before that. Or if you know that you need, per, because everybody's like individualized, right? Yeah. Everybody needs a different form of training, so you need to know um, what sort of training you personally need. So you have the adequate amount of rest, enough training, enough food, and I'm not sure whether a lot of like uh, athletes do this, but have like routine medical checkups before that. Mm, because yeah. you might catch something like maybe like a month before the the yeah. tournament, you might see like, oh maybe oh this level is like low or something. Mm-hmm. You want to correct that. Mm. Because you can never be too careful, right? When it comes yeah. to sporting events mm. like this, especially running. Yeah, because it's high intensity, you just like sustain for a very long yep. time, right? Mm. Okay, okay. Uh so Nuve, I, mm. I actually have a, a more scientific question for you. This we, we we've come to the part where I gotta use my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but since he did, <laughs> All right, time to think. So, okay, obviously marathons, these kind of events, they they don't happen every day. It's mm. it's there's certain periods of time where these things are organized, but when there is an event going on, on average, how many casualties do you? Observe, get admitted into into the hospital, uh, and how serious are they? All right, to start off, we get like sports injury almost every day. Mm. Sports related injury. It could be that. It could be like your case. Mm-hmm. It could be heat stroke every day. Um, from like daily runners, just like casual runners, tiba tiba like their heart just stops. You know. I see. Yeah, it happens too. Specifically in marathons, uh, for this year's event, uh, we've had about. I think a total of eight um, admissions to the uh, emergency department. So, I mean, like, our emergency department has, like, several zones. We have, like, four major ones. Green being the least serious. Uh, yellow. And then uh, semi-critical, amber. And then red, which is, like, the super critical zone. So, in amber alone, we had six admissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, about out of the six, five is uh, heat stroke cases. And then the one is a complication of heat stroke, rhabdomyolysis, which is, like... Basically, um, your protein breaks down, your muscle breaks down. It releases like toxins into your blood, and then it starts off like injuring your kidneys and everything like that. So it needs like immediate attention. Heat stroke is very serious, and we had like five of that, five of those, including the rhabdomyolysis. Yeah, six lah, six in total. One ankle sprain, and another person had asthma, and mm. the other he he got like an attack in mid mid race, so he was rushed to the hospital. And a year before that. We actually had lesser patients. It actually differs, you know. It like, differs every year. It depends on the season. It depends on well, your luck on how many page, how many people are unfit enough to uh, join the race. It has very, a lot of factors. But then last year we had like less than eight patients, but one of them actually passed away. A mid race, his heart stopped, and CPR was started at scene and continued on to the hospital. This year, sorry, last, last year. year, last oh, year, last year, oh, that yeah. one. Last year, so mm-hmm. like one actually passed away, so yeah, we don't really get that much, like in big events like this, just the general 
ankle sprain, yes, because most of them, because we have like uh, medical teams on standby in mm-hmm. uh, these mm-hmm. events, right? So not all of them are sent to the hospital. Some of them can be managed over there, like bruises or something. We don't send cases like that to the hospital. Runners will hype each other up mm-hmm. all the way to the finish line. I know because, well, sendiri pun, sendiri pun join kan. So the 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 intention for that is to serve as motivation to finish the race strong and this indirectly or directly pushes our bodies to its limit and whatnot so this is inspiring yes but it also can be risky for those who push too hard i assume so what are the health risks involved when you're doing a 10k half marathon or full marathon Okay, well, although it's good to have motivational support, like especially in events like this where there's a lot of people, or in any sport, you know, that's why there's there's people cheering you on, right? So, although motivational support is important, it's more important to listen to your body, because the risks involved in running a marathon, they don't really stray far away from other sports. It all boils down to um. Whether you've pushed yourself to that certain point where you you start to break down, your body starts to break down, and the risks involved include the ones that I mentioned. Basically, the ones that we see in the emergency department, the one I mentioned earlier, heat stroke, and um, cardiac arrest, especially in patients who has like a heart problems. They do enter marathons, you know. Patients who has like macam high blood pressure, uh, they do enter marathons too. But then you know they they get a bit overboard, and then after that you know they suddenly their heart stops. They heart can't take the load, the the effort that they are making, right? And also, um, one more important thing that I want to highlight is like a complication of the heat stroke. The heat stroke, which is now can depends our our weather is like all over the place now, right? Mm-hmm. So if that day that you, where your marathon is being held. And it happens to be a very hot day, and then you're pushing yourself to the limit. You these two come together, and mm-hmm. you get your body just can't take the heat anymore, mm. and you get heat stroke. And then after that, you get your muscle breaks down. So one of the symptoms actually of that muscle breakdown is what you felt, which is weakness suddenly. Right? Mm-hmm. It can be very generalized, you know. So like, which is also a complication of heat stroke. That's why when you went reach the hospital, they thought that it was heat stroke, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing that we should think of. I see. Uh, so but the symptoms mimic that. Yeah, so runners or any athletes uh, should really be aware. Listen to your body, lah. Basically, if you f- start to feel something that you're not used to feel, or like you're more tired than usual, or you feel more pain than usual, slow down the pace, or just walk, or just stop entirely. Because, like what you said earlier, if you push yourself a bit too much, it becomes a bit counterproductive, and you get yep. injured. Yep. Yep. And it puts you at risk of not being able to compete again in yes. the future. So mm-hmm. we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a fine line between health and fitness, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> But I mean, like for me, I'm not an avid runner myself, lah. Mm. I mean, I try sneak in a few kilometers once in a while, you know, to just try <laughs> okay. to keep fit. But then once I'm in not... six months, <laughs> year, still counts, right? <laughs> it's the effort that counts. At least there's mileage in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, walking is also a sport, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with you, but I'm playing with you. I run with this guy. <laughs> One of the important things also to attend an event is to running with your own beat. So when yeah, that's that's what that's what I learned the most because I didn't know it was so serious until it happened to me. Just imagine if that day I run not using my own beat, mm. that will be like much more problem. 
Oh, because in the beep, there is a... Emergency contact. Oh. And then I didn't bring my IC to the mm. event. So they want to verify my identity. I mean, there's my there's my friends, but then they want to verify who's running for the for this beep. And then if they check like other person's name, because I remember because uh, when, if it happens, like organizer also like... Mm. Uh, okay, Nuva is a bit confused right now. It looks like he's confused. Yeah. He, he always looks like that, but... <laughs> I do. I <laughs> okay, what she means by that is um, when it comes to um, these events, sometimes actually every event, last <laughs> yeah. every event, there will be this case where uh, people who buy the bib, mm-hmm. they sell it off either because they don't want to join or they got something else coming up. It happens. So someone oh. else will buy mm. who mm. lost the opportunity to like buy stoppers are basically. Well, they, they don't buy like 500 bits. La. They just buy one. <laughs> so, I wouldn't say it's a scalper. La. It's like you just couldn't make it for whatever unfortunate reason. Okay. So, you sell off your bit to someone else. Mm-hmm. So, let's just say that I buy someone's bit, right? Mm. I am running under someone else's name, under someone else's emergency contact. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On someone else's uh, yeah. written blood type. Mm. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that yes. that is very crucial. Do, do right. they have like checks at security for that? No, mm, not sure. Not I, in Malaysia, at least. Yep. No. No. And I then, don't think oh so. yeah, I just imagine like if that day I I I run by myself alone and mm. then I collapse not with not within the cheer zone like. Yeah, so far away, yeah. and it will be very difficult for. Well, clearly, they can't communicate with her because yes. she's already collapsed. Yes. So they will, by default, they will immediately contact wh- whoever is on the bit. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and apparently. That mm. person would not be related mm. to her. Mm. That would yep. cause further panic, ma. Yep. I want to relate this incident with something a bit more. I would say this is tragic, actually. Um, recently, I ca- I can't recall whether this happened yesterday or the day before at the time of this recording. Um, but one of our runners from our community, our running community, Mohaini Mahmud. Mm. Uh, she apparently she passed away in hospital after she joined an Ironman event. So for those who don't know, an Ironman event is a three-course race where you go through cycling, swimming, and a full marathon. Correct me if I'm wrong? Yep. So that's, go, that's for yeah. full Ironman. Uh, full yeah. Marathon. So she, well, she apparently suffered a health issue during the swim <coughs> leg of the race and she drowned. As a doctor, I'm sure you probably would have heard about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely so yeah. what, what, um, what happened to her during this race? I mean, first and foremost, um, my deepest condolences to the family mm. of uh, Arwa, and it's a very tragic thing what happened to her. But it just comes to show it. What happened to her could literally happen to anyone. Yeah. Okay. Imagine you in her position. The only difference is there's water underneath your feet. Yeah. 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 That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. So because we don't really know exactly what happened to her, but something happened in the middle of the ocean which caused her to drown and the complications and so on in the ICU which led to her passing away. What ha- like, like I said, like it could happen to literally anyone in any spot. It's just that her circumstance was a bit complicated because she was in the middle of the ocean swimming. Mm. So she would have been caught, she would have been just... Uh, she got unconscious and then because of that you know she's in the middle of the ocean she she drowned yeah it's a very scary thing to even listen to 
actually because uh, being in the middle of the ocean swimming itself is a very scary thing to do and that takes a lot of bravery yeah yeah but getting unconscious in that particular circumstance is 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 a very dangerous thing and it could happen to anyone and i heard that she's very uh, experienced mm. yeah she's very experienced it's not her first event that requires her to swim and 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 do multiple spots at one time right so imagine a person like that could have a complication like as bad as that so imagine like anybody else everybody else so no matter how trained you are you have to take these precautions and make sure to stop immediately when you feel something's not right something's off because it, the thing about athletes is what i uh, notice is that they tend to push themselves over the mm. edge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that is that fighting that? spirit yeah, like yeah. It's, it's full of it is that fighting spirit that you guys i understand i respect that i respect mm-hmm. that not everybody has that i definitely do not have that <laughs> okay it's okay we can tell <laughs> i'm playing i'm playing. a bit too fast in response <laughs> But yeah, basically, uh, yeah, I I do respect that. But you have to keep remembering that if you don't listen to it, it's gonna shut down, and everything would have been like I wouldn't say gone to waste, but a lot more could have been done in the future. You know, if you took care of yourself at that one particular moment, and also aside from the swimmer, aside from the athlete her, herself, um, the response team has to be fully equipped and ready at all mm-hmm. times. Yeah, you see, it's not okay. It's not races is one thing. You know, but mind you, they have that fighting spirit that mm-hmm. I told you about. So you need some people who are really always around, monitoring them, all eyes on the athlete, so that to make sure the stuff like this does not happen. At that point, like mm-hmm. if it happens, it will be responded to faster than mm-hmm. usual. Yeah. So everybody has to be on the ready. The athlete, the the crowd, even and yeah. the the race officials, everybody has to be on standby because, like you said, anything can happen once mm-hmm. the race starts. Yeah. Yeah. You can never expect any anything. You can never be too careful. So, so I guess it's safe to say that doing an Iron Man for a TikTok trend is probably not the best thing. <laughs> no, I mean you can mm. do it. I mean, but in your head, it must be like I'm not. I'm not. You, you're not. You're not in that to be the fastest in the world. You're there you to record a video. Yeah. As long as you finish <laughs> and get a medal, that will suffice. <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, like to send my condolences to the family of. Mohaini, popular. She was popular, known as Mui between her circle. And uh, is there anything you would like to add to share with any advice to runners, anyone who wants to run a 10k or half marathon, who is listening to this and like feels afraid now? I don't know if it's true or not, but just uh, uh, know how to differentiate between health and fitness. Um, if you want to be healthy, if you aim to be healthy, just take care of diet and just regular exercise. No need to do fast half marathon, and those are just for fitness. So fitness is another thing that you want to gain. So for myself, I want to gain fitness because because I want I want to regain my myself. I want to regain my self esteem because if I achieve something that. I feel good for myself. Just the dopamine effect or something yeah, like that. That's correct. Just if I want to be healthy, just take care of my sleep, take care of my diet, and regular exercise. Because sometimes I I tend to counterproductive, like a doctor said. So I run without sleep. So if my shift is overnight, after the shift I run immediately. 
So don't worry, bro. I, I I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that because FOMO, right? Yeah. Because we know. Yeah, FOMO in this sense means that um, you see your other friends running, yeah. and you didn't clock in your miles. You you feel like I wanna I wanna run, even when you're when you're like dead tired. I wanna yeah. update my Strava. Yeah, <laughs> I wanna update my IG stories, my Strava. <laughs> yes, this is this this might sound funny if you're listening to this and you're like, what? But this is very real. It's a very real feeling when you've been running for a very long time, and your your circle is mostly runners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can feel you can feel left out when your friends go for a run. It doesn't matter whether they go for an event or just like a group run, and you're not there. You you have that feeling of FOMO. Trust me, <laughs> you will. And Afi? Ah, uh, okay. For me. Lesson learned was basically more of what lesson learned from what happened lah. Uh, train and if you if you know your body doesn't did not train for that pace, never go for that pace. Even though your body feels good, because why your body feels good, you have taper, you have taper taper weight. That's why your legs feel feel fresh, your body feels fresh. But then if you are not trained for that pace, if you are do, do not have enough training, then do do not like go too optimistic. I would say, yep. Always listen to your body, like doctor said. Listen to your body and then trust your training. Doctor, any last words? My advice would basically be: I mean, if you wanna attend any sporting event or any competitive event, go ahead. By all means, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You just have to understand the risks that's in, that are, that are involved. You have to make the necessary um, preparations to avoid those risks, but also understanding that no matter how much you prepare, those things mm-hmm. can still happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where you have to listen to your body mm-hmm. mid-race or mid-competition. So yeah, get your diet in check. Get enough rest. Very important, get enough rest. Nobody, Everybody un- underestimates the importance of sleep. Yeah. And proper training, no matter how long it takes. Six months, I guess, would be the minimum. Six months is the minimum. Minimum. Actually. For a month, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially if you if especially if you intend to compete. Yeah. Remember, if you plan to compete, okay, I'm gonna, okay. Like this marathon is next year, like plan one year ahead. Mm-hmm. So you know, like something like this already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it should not stop you from entering the next marathon mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You just know that okay, I I know to I know to listen to my body this time, and I know that I need maybe need more training, or keep more close eye on my diet Mm -hmm. yeah and get your medical checks done as well routinely I mean everybody should do that not only athletes though Mm -hmm. but but yeah but but go ahead by all means this should not deter anybody from joining sports at all just know your limit majulah sukan untuk negara anyways on a serious note I'd like to end this session with a piece of advice for all runners since I am one myself it's like Afi said just now. It's very important to respect the distance before you join these races. So, what respecting the distance means? Putting in the commitment to train heading into the race. Mm-hmm. Half or full marathons, even ten k's, requires you to push your body to some extent. So, if you don't put the put in the work leading up to these races, you won't have the muscle memory, and that will directly shock your body when you suddenly go from 0 to suddenly 21k, 42k. So respect your body and the event. When you train and have the necessary food or supplements on standby, you're reducing the risk of any complications that could occur. I can't say that, like Nuvaya said, 
I can't say that you'll be completely immune mm-hmm. because anything can happen in sports. But either way, the word is precaution. You have taken the steps. Yeah. Anyways, for Hazik and Afi in particular, I'm glad that we're having this conversation with a doctor. Yeah. You know, after the event, because when I saw the photos from my phone, I was shocked. That that it's something that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want it to happen. Doesn't always happen. Um, but you're all right. You're here. You're smiling. <laughs> It's all good. You're, yeah. you're laughing even even during this. <laughs> yeah, I showed you the photo of you on the edge of death, and you were like, hey, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but on a serious note, Hazik, don't blame yourself yeah. for what happened because you did your best. You did your job. You gave her your guidance, and she's and despite everything that happened during those last 500 meters. She's still here, smiling, with all of us. I wish you the best of luck in your future events because this is definitely not going to be your last. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might even meet meet each other there, you know. Yeah. Considering the circle. Yeah. I'll try to make it this time. It's <laughs> just <laughs> to be in the circle. No, no promises, but <laughs> it's okay. You'll go when you feel like it. Even if it's at, like retirement, Kapoor. <laughs> Eventually, the most important thing is to show up. Using <laughs> <laughs> my spells against me, huh? <laughs> yeah. But thank you for listening. It's been a very fruitful conversation we've had here. I, even as a runner, I've learned a lot from our doctor friend. Taught me a lot of things that I actually never applied to myself. Don't mess with me. No, I'm just playing. Uh, thank you all for being here. That's that's a wrap for this episode. Cheers. Cheers.